0: Was lost, but now I'm found. Once was lost, but now I'm found so far away. But I'm home now. Once was lost. Once was blind but now I see I once was blind but now I see I don't know how but when he touched me I once was blind. you day, just like any other day, I was a boy, just like every other boy, when a girl, unlike any I had seen, it's like she stepped out of a dream, and into my world, it could have been the summer wind. danced in our eyes, we were standing there. She smiled, I forgot my name. Cause all I was thinking. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm praying.
1: Well, when the music stops, that means somebody needs to get up here and say welcome. And that is me. Welcome to Woodland Park's Nazarene Church. And I am Pastor Michelle, yes, I am one of your pastors now, Pastor Dale and I, our first sentence, to- I like that, thank you, um, Associate Pastor here and Pastor Dale, uh, we just got here and we're so excited, I don't know if you've ever moved across the country, this is our kind of like our third move, like we, we, we like these cross country things, I don't know, we're kind of crazy, but it is wild, its wild This has been a wild week. Um, we're still trying to get ourselves kind of discombobulated from all the change of altitude and going from the Everglades to 86 or whatever, 100 feet, 85. Well, it depends on where you are in town, I'm figuring out. Is that, um, yes, is that right? But anyway, um, we are so excited to be here, and you're going to hear from Pastor Dale <clears throat> a little bit, and um, obviously, we've got some special people up here, the kids, And they have been here all week at VBS. It's been super exciting. If you've been a part of that, you know how it's been so fun to have the room full of kids singing and worshiping. And they're going to be up here to um, share with us a little bit about VBS, right? Okay, well, we are just so glad to be here. And the kids are staying the whole service, right? Kids are going to be here. You guys are going to stay with us. You get to hear Pastor Dale, too. So you got to listen, right? So anyway, we are just delighted to be here and just want to just extend a welcome. That this is your first time here, guess what? Us too. <laughs> so well, I think there's some cards that you can fill out. We want to start getting um, our database back going. We want to start getting to know you. We want to be able to pray for you. So I don't know if there's a way to pray, prayer requests. I think we do have some cards coming. That's going to be happening. And we want to connect with first timers um, and all that sort of stuff. So we're excited about connecting with you in our first Sunday. And yeah, so we're going to have a video um, for the kids. They're going to show us what they did a little bit this week.
2: the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory
3: us hope for each new day.
4: When the world is dark and lonely, his love
3: Us. Wherever he will lead me, I'm gonna follow Jesus all.
4: day
5: wrong button because I'm new. But um, does it get any better than that? I mean, how do you get better than that? A whole row of children singing to God. Wow. Well, I'm so glad that you came to church this morning, and I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to be together as we gather to worship God and uh, to fellowship with one another. I I wanted to bring a few people up here because um, we had 61 kids on Tuesday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, was it Tuesday night? And then 63 kids on Wednesday night, and then Thursday, I don't know what that number was. But there was a lot of kids, and there was a lot of adults. And while we can't bring all the adults up here, I would like to bring um, at least one who's responsible, and I hope she brings up her, uh, her co-team, but, but would you just say a huge thank you by clapping as I bring up Sharon. Sharon, would you come on up? come right here. So everybody can see you. You're not much taller than this podium. so. Uh, but she's a giant among our chi- our children, and she did such a fantastic job. She's going to say a few words, I think. Is that true? Do you have a few things to say? Can I borrow your microphone? Um, but I just wanted to say thank you. I normally would have some kind of flowers to give you, but I'm telling you, I'm so discombobulated right now. i I don't even know if I showered this morning, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit turned around here. But um, from, from a grateful heart, from a grateful church, thank you for all that you did. I know that you have a great team. And you're probably going to introduce them, but thank you for all that you do. So thank you for that.
6: Thank you, Dale. Oh, I appreciate y'all very, very much. But it is a team effort, and it was what they say in basketball, a full-court press We, um, the last night, just to keep the record straight, was 68 children. Yes, we grew every night. I'm so proud of this team, so very proud of this team. So I'm going to ask if you will stand, if you were a crew leader, if you were a station leader, if you were um, registration, if you were in the kitchen. Stand up, please. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much. I forgot spotlight and games. There's just so much that happened this uh, last week, but this is the beginning. We have um, story time Bibles. And pictures of all the children who attended. And through this week, we will be visiting the homes of each family who came and giving them a gift and letting them know how much we appreciated having their children and welcome them anytime they want to come and visit again. I appreciate this church and I am so thankful that you joined us in this ministry. I do want to last, one last thing. This is a family worship Sunday, so preschool and nursery will be dismissed here in a little while. But uh, all the rest of the children, we have busy books, binders back there for you to stay and, uh, and enjoy the service in here. Pastor Dale. Thank you,
7: sir If you weren't there this week, you missed out because it was awesome, and these kids were excited about Jesus, and I know, is anybody tired that was there this week? We're still dragging, so we're discombobulated too, so this is discombobulated Sunday. We're going to make it an annual event, right? Okay, so Cindy, are you around here? There we are. Cindy has something to say here. So Pastor Dale
6: and Michelle... I'm Cindy, this is Kathy and Mary. We're the prayer quilt ministry for the church, and we want to welcome our new pastors today. Pastor Dale, Pastor Michelle. Come on, come on. Uh, you guys want to hold out the quilt? We, we, make, we make prayer quilts for various reasons for people. People have surgery, have cancer. It, it's a symbol that we as a church are praying for people. And I want you to promise today that you will pray for our new pastors. And we welcome them. All
7: right. Stay here.
6: So what we're going to do, this is
7: unplanned, but what we're going to do, Pastor Dale, if you want to come over here by Michelle, I'll have you ladies uh, put your hands on them. We're going to pray over them. We're going to have an official commissioning in July, but we don't want to wait to start praying. So we are going to pray over them. And if you guys would extend your hands out, we want you all to be Part of this, so Lord Jesus, we thank you so much oh, for what you've done. Lord, you have answered our prayers. You have brought us beautiful pastors, a beautiful team, and Lord, we are so thankful for them. We are thankful that they followed your voice as you called them. We are thank you. F- we thank you for um, keeping us fervent in our prayers for them. And Lord, as they step into This role today, I just pray, Jesus, that you will protect them. I pray that you will surround them, that you will encourage them, that you will give them peace, that you will give them clear vision. Lord, that they will follow you and that your voice will be loud to them even when it's still and quiet. I pray, Lord, that this congregation, all of us, will rally around them and we will get on the bus that they're leading as they lead us, Lord Jesus, and I pray that this will be a season where not only sprouts come up out of the ground, but we have new leaves sprouting out on trees, and fruit starts coming so much that it weighs down those trees, and Lord, we thank you for what they're going to do because you've called them. I just pray, Lord Jesus, that you will keep their home peaceful, that you will surround them with your presence, and that, um, Lord, they will feel loved on, I pray we will love on them well. And I pray for unity among all of us, Jesus. Keep the enemy away. He's not welcome here. And Lord, this church is going to be on fire because you are in it. So we thank you, Jesus, for all you're going to do. And we pray this in your precious name. And all God's people said, amen.
5: Amen. We, uh... We are truly, truly humbled, thank you, and uh, what an honor just to be here with you. Um, I'm going to call uh, the ushers up as they're making their way up. Uh, we take an offering every Sunday morning, and um, you may think that we take an offering so that we can pay the pastor, so that we can keep the lights on in the gym, or Uh, keep the grass mowed or pay the insurance. That's really not why we take an offering. Do you know why we take an offering? To To give back to God. Do you know why? So that we can do children's ministry like this. So that we can send missionaries to the corners of the world. So that we can minister to people. That's why we do what we do. That's why we give an offering. And so this morning, I'd like to pray over the offering as... The have come. There are several ways that you can give, I'm told. You can text um, to a number that I'm unfamiliar with. <laughs> you can uh, give as they pass the, the plate this morning. I think there's an online option, uh, I, several ways. But um, thank you for giving. Can I pray? And then the, then the band's already loaded. We'll worship together in song. But let's, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this morning, the opportunity that we have to gather this beautiful gymnasium that we turn into a sanctuary for a a few hours on a Sunday, that we can lift you up and worship you. We're so grateful for the vacation Bible school. There was not much of a vacation for a lot of the adult workers, but the opportunity that we have to pour into children so that they can be discipled, to follow you, and grow up, maybe be called into ministry, or to the mission field, or to marry a pastor, or to be a faithful steward as a as a layperson, We just thank you for the resources that you give us. And so we give back to you by giving through your church. And so this morning, bless every gift. No matter how small, no matter how large, would you work it the only way that you can work it, oh God, and, and multiply it as we do our very best to serve you Across this beautiful world that you've created Thank you for your hands and your feet It's in the name of Jesus We pray these things And all God's kids said Amen
7: Shame prison,
3: as cruel as the grave, shame is a robber and he's come to take my name, oh love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground, love is the power, where my freedom song is found, there ain't no grave. Oh, if you walk out of the grave, I'm walking to. If you walk out of the grave, I'm walking to. We're walking. Oh, if you walk out of the grave, I'm walking to. you walk out of the grave, I'm walking to. There ain't no... Free-
7: that good news he's overcome the grave and the next song we're singing he brought dry bones to life is that amazing that he can do all of those things and we worry about the tiny little details in our lives every day and he's putting dry bones back together that's i think we're good he's got us guys right amen
3: the world It couldn't fill me And man's empty brains And treasures that fail Are never enough Then you came along And put me back together is now satisfied
7: Praise Jesus. See. we've approached your throne, Jesus. I thank you for allowing us in the throne room, and I pray we do not take that for granted. It is an honor to sit at your feet. Father, hear our praises. You are a good Father, a good God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in this place waiting for each of us to walk in the door. You knew us by name. And you know what our week was like. And you know what we went through. And Lord, I thank you that you've overcome it. I thank you for the good that you bring out of everything. And I thank you for the beauty that you show us through it all. Father, I thank you for your word that you have left for us. That the people that wrote it didn't have to encourage them, but we do. Sometimes it gets dusty sitting next to our chair. Lord, give us a craving for your word. And if we've been with you for many, many years, Lord, I pray that you will open up our hearts again to the excitement of knowing you. And Lord, I pray we will act on it. I pray, Jesus, that every person in this room will feel you tugging on their hearts this morning. Jesus as Pastor Dale gets ready to come and bring us your word and open his sword Lord I pray it will pierce our hearts that we will leave here change that you will not let us leave the same Jesus wake us up wake us up to what you're doing Lord I thank you for everything you have conquered so now Lord I ask you to place protection around all of us as we receive your word Open our ears and our hearts and our minds and change us, Jesus. Don't let us be stubborn. Lord, let us be softened. and Let us step into your throne even further so that you can wrap your arms around us, Jesus, and make us come alive again. We love you, Lord. We praise your holy name. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We have a video we're going to show you now.
5: that speaker working now? Or is it off? Okay, it just didn't work for the video. I was thinking, wow, we'd, we're batting a 1,000 because we lost the lights earlier. And uh, so now we you know, almost maybe lost that, but we didn't, you didn't find that funny, but I did. So um, I just wanted to start by saying a huge thank you. I, I have a laundry list. I could probably take the rest of this morning to, 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 to say thank you, but I won't. But, but there are several people that I would like to say thank you to specifically um, our, our, our church board who did a miraculous job of holding things together and go through the process of trying to find a, a, a pastor and family. And so thank you to your church board. Um, I say thank you to the church staff who hung in there through probably some very difficult days. Thank you to them for what they've done. Um, those of you who have remained faithful faith uh, financially, thank you. We talked about the offering earlier this morning. Thank you for remaining faithful to God and to His church. Thanks to Dr. Askren. He's not here. Um, uh, July 23rd is when I get installed. So, uh, not this morning. I officially get installed on the 23rd. So, uh, for a whole month, I'm freewheeling. I can say anything I want, and you can't do anything about it. So, it's awesome. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I'd like to say thanks to those of you who showed up and helped us unload our truck. 28 feet plus of, you know, that's a lot of gear. So, thank you for for, for that. and not making fun of my clothes, if you saw them. Uh, Want to say say thanks to uh, Joel and Olivia Garcia, our Golden Bell folks, who gave me some free clothes, uh, some hoodies and T-shirts that I'll wear at some point. Thank you to them for that. Um, and then one final one. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this week during Vacation Bible School, um, I was talking with with Lori. She happened to ask me, "Hey, PD, do you?" Do you happen to know what what you're preaching about this weekend? And this is probably this is Tuesday. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Things are kind of swimming around right now. I'm moving, and I'm, I'll, I'll get there. But I'm 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 not sure right now. Well, Zephaniah was standing close by, and you know what he did? He went home and he prayed for me, and he started a sermon for me. He wrote a half a page. He's goes here's you know here's the starter for you. I'm like. Man, that's awesome, dude. So um, I don't know if I'll work it into this morning, but I will get to it. Zephaniah, if you're here this morning, thank you, and I'll, I'll get you there. Or even better, we should get you up here to preach, shouldn't we? Yeah, that's right. So so, so is anybody, anybody else nervous this morning? Anybody? You are? Anybody else nervous back there? Not a lot of people probably are nervous. I, I'm a little nervous, have to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not nervous for maybe why you think I would be nervous. I'm not nervous because I'm up here. I've been doing this a few years, and that's not why I'm, I'm, I'm necessarily nervous. I, I'm, I'm nervous because this morning brings the beginning of a new relationship between you and, and me. It, it's the start of a, of a, of a new relationship together. And, and new relationships, at least the important ones, new relationships make me nervous because there's a lot at stake. There, there's always a lot to gain and potentially a lot to lose. And so, therefore, whenever you're beginning new relationships, there's always a little bit of of nerves going around. And I'm I'm suffering from that this morning. Suffering might be a strong word, but I'm I'm a little nervous. If I were to ask you, and 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 you can give me an answer if you want to, but if I were to ask you what the most important ingredient in any relationship is, what would you say? Trust, communication's good, anybody else? God's important, anything else? Honesty, good, you're, you're hitting all the buttons. There's, there's one, I'm sorry, I missed that one. Loyalty, very good. There, there's one thing, and, and I think somebody said it, one thing that every successful ongoing relationship has. It's it's something that that a mutually satisfying, growing, deepening relationship cannot exist without. It's it's trust. Somebody said it. And not only is trust a fundamental requirement for any meaningful relationship or any relationship to grow, not only is is it absolutely fundamental, but trust, and I think that you may agree with me on this one, trust is constantly on the bubble, isn't it? Trust is one of the most difficult things to build with someone, and it's one of the most difficult things to hold with someone, yet it remains one of the easiest things to lose in a relationship. What took years to develop can be absolutely obliterated in a moment. Trust. When you've got it, wow. When you don't, well... You won't get very far. You won't very get far, you won't get very far without trusting others, and, and you won't get very far without others trusting you. And here's the thing: um, Trust is never automatic. Trust does, doesn't happen. Somebody has to risk first. Somebody has to reach out first. Take a chance, first. And those of you who, who are, are, are already Christian, um, and you, you, you've no doubt heard this already, um, when it comes to Jesus, God reached toward us first. You, you, you know that already. When it comes to a relationship with God, He reached toward us first. We didn't make the first move and then God reacted. No. God made the first move toward a new covenant, a new relationship with us by sending Jesus. Jesus was Jesus is the atonement he's the the solution for the break in relationship between god and humanity because of sin jesus is the atonement he's the solution he was crucified so that we could be made righteous and to know god god went first you, you probably, if, if you follow Jesus any length of time, if you went to vacation Bible school as a, as a child, you, you probably um, know this. The the Apostle Paul put it best when he said that that while we were still sinners, God died for us. He went first. And so that's an amazing thing. It it is an amazing thing, but there's something else that I wanted to mention to you that really blows me away. While this idea that God would send his son to die for us in fix what happened with sin. I I find that amazing. While that is utterly amazing, there's something else that really blows me away. And that is the groundwork that Jesus was laying before the crucifixion ever took place that really gives me pause. And I hope that it gives you pause, gives you something to think about what Jesus was doing prior and, and for those of you who are not deep students of, of the Bible or deep students of, of Jesus necessarily, you, you know, um, how long was Jesus approximately in, in ministry? Anybody know? Three years. That's right. Give or take. And so Jesus' ministry is, is kind of broken down this way. The, the, the first year is known as the year of obscurity, not much really happened in his ministry, at least not much is recorded. Year number two then is the year of popularity. That's when things really get going for him as a, as a shepherd. Then year three is the year of increasing rejection. It's when Jesus started teaching hard things, when he started preaching hard things, and then people reacted accordingly. The year of increasing rejection. Those are the three uh, years of Jesus' ministry, and this morning um, we're going to be at the very beginning of Jesus' year of popularity. And if you brought your Bibles, it be in the, in the book of, of, of Matthew. And I wanted to to, to to start Matthew chapter four, verse twelve. And I think I've got it on the screen. And and here we go. I'll just read it to you. Matthew four twelve. This is what Jesus said. That looked a lot bigger on my computer screen than it does on that one. But when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, John the Baptist. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to his home in Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This is right after John the Baptist gets arrested, just for context. This happened to fulfill what God had said through Isaiah the prophet. This is what Isaiah said hundreds of years, maybe 600 years before, that in the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, past past the, the Jordan River in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, you know those pagans, the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness will see a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. Prophecy long before Jesus ever showed up. And after John the Baptist got arrested, this is what Jesus began preaching. We stopped saying the King is coming. He started preaching the King is here. The Messiah is here, and because of such things, repent. Repent of your sin and turn to God because the kingdom of heaven is near. It's close to us. This is the first move that we were just talking about. We celebrated at Christmas, the King coming as a child and being born and all the things that are promised. It's the first move. God became a man, a human. And He lived among us so that we could tangibly experience God. And so that that if anyone believes this and, and repents... If anybody turns away from their sin and turns toward God, you get entry, you get access to God's kingdom at its fullest. That includes things like forgiveness of sin, removal of guilt, and condemnation. We get God's Holy Spirit to dwell inside of us that, that enables us, empowers us to live a holy life. That means we get abundant life right now and eternal life with God when this life comes to an end, all the the good things. But, and this is what gets me, I hope it gets you too, before the crucifixion, before the resurrection, before Jesus went back to heaven and before God gave us his Holy Spirit, before he released the Holy Spirit on humanity, before all of those things, Jesus God's only son was laying the groundwork of trust between man and and God. He was literally working on a trust relationship in people like you and people like me. Here's the next verse, Matthew 4, 18. One day... As Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he happened to see two brothers. Simon, who we know as Peter, and Andrew. And they were doing what Simon and Peter usually were doing during the day. They were working. They were fishing because they were fishermen. They were throwing a net into the water because they fished for a living. And Jesus called to them hey, you guys, come and follow me. And I will show you how to not just fish for fish because we need to eat. I know that. I love fish. It's awesome. But I'm going to teach you something else. I'm going to give you a new skill. I'm going to teach you how to fish for people. And they left their nets. They left their livelihood. They left everything that they knew. And they followed Jesus Likewise, a little further up the the, the road there, shortly after that, he saw two older brothers, or two other brothers, James and John. They were sitting in a boat with their dad because guess what they did for a living? They were fishermen too. Their dad's name, Zebedee, they were repairing together their nets, and so he called them to come and follow him as well. And they followed immediately behind, dropped everything they knew, leaving the boat and their father, and they followed Jesus. Well, PD, I thought that you said that Jesus was putting his trust in me. Those four guys were disciples. Yes, that's true. But if you're a Christian, do you know what you're called to become? A disciple. If you're a follower of Christ, you're to be a disciple too. And the instructions that Jesus gave to those original disciples are in full effect for us here in 2023 in Woodland Park, Colorado. Just like it was for them there. And that blows me away. That Jesus would not only forgive me and you of sin, that he would pull us out of the death sentence that we were under, but that he calls people like you and me into his mission of bringing the kingdom life, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, bringing it nearer. That's hard for me to believe. It's hard for me to understand. I mean, historically speaking, it's people that have been the weak link in God's mission to save the world. Am I right? And yet he chooses to call us but it's not just that he calls us into his mission as observers or bystanders but he actually calls us into participating partnering with god to bring about this kingdom life he calls us to assist god in rescuing the world from sin what well that's that's crazy Right? We're not just called to be consumers of God's grace. He's literally trusting us to get our our fingernails dirty in helping others to find Jesus Christ. Would you do that? I mean, knowing what you know about you, if you were Jesus, would you trust you? Would you... Call you? Would you put you out there to represent the Heavenly Father? But that's exactly what Jesus does. He calls people. He calls you. Not your credentials. Not your GPA. Not your degree or your years of experience. Not your wealth or your lack thereof. Not your family history, not your accomplishments or your medals or your awards. He just calls you. Why would He trust you like that? Why would He trust me like that? Because He loves us. He loves you. And He created you to become part of the mission team. To help others experience just how close the kingdom of God is. Jesus said, follow me. Not just believe what I believe or, or you know, those kinds of things, but actually do what I do. Don't Don't just endorse me. Embody me. Don't just attend church services. Become the church. Follow me, Jesus said. My philosophies, my priorities, my way. Follow me, and I'll show you how to how to leverage all the things that you have, all the things that you've become and are going to become. Follow me and and I'll show you how to reach others, how to reach people. And those four and and, and seven more did. And the kingdom got closer. And then others joined along and, and the kingdom got even closer and then God called a radical named Saul, who later becomes Paul, and Paul jumps in, and then others after him, and so on, and so on, and so on, until here we are, you and me, and God is calling us to follow Jesus too, just like the way that he called Andrew, Peter, Philip, James and John. Which brings us back to where we are today. And this this new relationship that that we're just starting and the idea of trusting one another. You know, there, there are things that I'm going to say that you may not agree with. Chances are, uh, that'll happen. I'm going to ask you to trust me. There there are things that you already do around here that cause me to scratch my head. I've just decided I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and trust you. (laughs) There are things that I'm going to ask you to do that you may not like. I, I hope that you'll trust me. After all, you, you, you called us here, and we packed everything that we own, and we moved 2,000 miles. We're trusting you. So how about we just agree that starting today, we'll, we'll risk. Together, we'll, we'll mutually reach out with open hands, and we're both going to take a chance, and we'll trust one another. Trust that we're working toward the same goals and fighting for the same cause, sacrificing for the same mission. That is to advance the kingdom of heaven here as much as we can only imagine that it is in heaven. So let's trust each other. After all, Jesus trusted you and he trusted me. So let's follow his lead. I'd like to do something this morning that, that I'm, I won't do very often, but I'm going to ask those of you who would, if you'll come down here, because I want to pray with you. I, I want to commit to you and covenant with you that you can trust me, and I hope that you we can trust one another. So would you just come down here? I know we have another song to sing. It's not time to go yet. We're not done yet, but I'm going to ask you to come. Don't be shy. And pray with me. By the way, this doesn't mean you agree with everything I say. This just means we're going to trust each other. And we'll begin this relationship the right way. Committing to one another and committing to praying for what God wants to do. Let's pray, shall we? God in heaven, thank you for the church. The only organization that's like it in the whole world. The church that you died for. The church that you call each one of us to give up everything for. Your bride. And God, we have the the opportunity to become family together in in, in this place with these people here in Woodland Park. Your church this church of the Nazarene. God, our, our heart is that you would fill each one of us and continue to make us more like your son, Jesus. That as we grow more to become like you, that we would grow closer together. That as we journey through this thing called life on this side of eternity, that we'll make it um, our, our, our goal to make it as close to heaven as we can. So that when you come back for your church, spotless and wrinkleless and and, and flawless, that we will have spent much of our energy, maybe most of it, maybe all of our energy, toward that end. Holiness set apart for you and your purposes. Thank you for these people who have dug in and just absolutely grinded out through some very deep waters, confusion about what the future struggle about what maybe happened in the past, whatever. Today, oh God, as you smile on us and warm us with your presence, would you just help us to put those things behind us and strive for what's ahead of us. Help us to love you with all that we have and to love each other, our neighbors, as we love ourselves. It's the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. The band's going to do one more song. We're going to sing together one more time, worship together. You can make your way back to your seat. Unless you want to stand up here and sing in front of everybody, that's fine too. Then I want to give you a blessing and then then we'll go.
7: about you guys, but I just took a big, deep breath, and it felt really good, so isn't it good? Amen. We're with you guys. We've got your backs, and we're praying for you, and we won't stop, so let's stand, and let's just close our service knowing that Christ is our firm foundation, and this is where we're standing gonna stand on his foundation and uh, trust him and trust who God's brought here to do his work. and that's us the church, right? Amen. Let's sing.
3: Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaken Well, I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he's never let me faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. I've still got joy.
5: Bless you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May he give you the courage to live out your faith every single day. and May he turn his face toward you and give you what nothing or no one else in the world can give you, his peace. God bless you as you go. Have an awesome, awesome week. God willing, I'll see you next Sunday. Have a great week. Bye, everybody.
4: Within my heart a melody Jesus wished for sweet and